Welcome to Birth Mothers Amplified, giving a voice to the women behind adoption. Hosted by Emma and Mathani. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Birth Mothers Amplified. I'm Mathani. And I'm Emma. And today is the last episode of season one, which is insane. Oh my God. I cannot believe it. What, 25th episode? Yep. Oh yep, goodness. 25th. So crazy to think that we've been doing this for almost a year. It's truly, truly flown by. But we're super excited, super um, thankful for all you listeners, for all the feedback you've given us over the, over the season. In fact, we'll be kind of going over some of the questions that we've received. We didn't get to get to everything on our last uh, Q&A episode. So we definitely want to um, touch on some more. And so, yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I cannot believe it. Yeah, because what? It was almost like a year ago when we first got contacted about this. Because it was the mm-hmm. beginning of COVID and we yeah. talked about this idea and we started to work mm-hmm. out what this was going to look like, all the things. Yep. Just so crazy. Um, and so I'm mm-hmm. ex- really excited to be able to do this last episode um, with you, Mathani, and to be able to answer these other questions and then just like reflect on um, the past 25 episodes. Oh my god! Yeah, but before we get into it, I know we've had a lot of people asking um, about our weddings and kind of what updates we have on that. We wanted to give you a quick update. By the time this airs, I will have already had my wedding, but I am ten days away, and stress is high. (laughs) So much to do. So many like little things that I didn't even realize one and two planning a wedding because we're doing it all ourselves like we hire a wedding planner but now i see why people do it oh and if gosh. i could i would um <laughs> i'm just so ready to have a party because obviously we you know we eloped in november so we're already married but i'm just super stoked to see all my friends that are flying in and just to have an amazing day so Yes. What about you, Emma? How are your plans going? Oh my gosh. I'm like two weeks behind you, right? So I'm a month out almost exactly. And it's starting to like hit me as well. I'm like, okay, <laughs> whoa, all the logistics, all the things. Mm-hmm. I also don't have a wedding planner. I am the wedding planner. So yeah, anything that has to be remembered is like on us, bride. Crazy. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I have almost four weeks left, which is so crazy. I just moved in for those that like watch our YouTube um, or from YouTube can see my background is different. So season two, this will be yes. my new background, not the twin beds with the setting. So I know that will be very disappointing. <laughs> We're going to miss that for sure. Um, so we just moved uh, <laughs> our new place and then yeah, get married in a month. So crazy. So crazy. So yeah, talk to me in two weeks and I'll probably be exactly where you are with the level of <laughs> For sure. For for sure. No question about that. For sure. Okay. Almost there. Let's see. Um, should we jump into the questions? Let's do it. Okay. Let's do it. Someone asked, what were your family standards on premarital or teenage sex growing up? Was it a shock when they found out you were pregnant? Definitely was a big shock. Premarital sex was like a big no no, you know, growing up. That's all I was taught. So, you know, it wasn't a shock that it was a shock that I got knocked up. Um. <laughs> and how, what about you, family, Emma? how well how did your family respond 
and not friends great. too. And like family yeah. friends, right? Yeah. So I feel like my so my situation is kind of unique in that my biological family was not involved. And so my daughter's birth birth father's side of their family were my support system at the time. And yeah, we're very shocked and not happy with yeah. me. It was hard. Uh, my friends were super supportive, but yeah. Yeah. And yeah, for those who mm-hmm. may have joined us um, later into our season and have not had a chance to go listen to Mathani's story, she elaborates more on that. Um, mm-hmm. And her story is beautiful. So I really encourage everyone to go back and listen if you have not had the chance. Yeah, for me, and, and again, I think I mentioned this in my episode. It's so hard to remember what, we, <laughs> what we've said yeah. over 25 <laughs> episodes. Yeah, I mean, I grew up in a religious family waiting till marriage was the expectation and goal. And, um, so obviously it was like a surprise in that sense. My mom's a birth mom. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, she gets that, you know, things happen, but as I believe I've mentioned before, my family, I mean, very strong Christians, but responded and sad that I even used the word, but to me, no surprise, surprise or responded with so much love, really Mm -hmm. embraced, supported, you know, which I think was a great example that sometimes you can disagree with someone's actions or not necessarily like yeah. support someone's actions, but love them through it and help them deal with it. And so I was very fortunate. And what I have found over this season seems to be sadly rare that I had such a positive mm-hmm. response from, from my family. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I got really lucky there. It's no like, you know, it's always a shock when a 17 year old tells their parents, Hey, by the way, you know, even if, if, if yeah, 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 exactly. Even if the values are different, that was definitely right. tough. That was, sure. that is a tough one for anyone to have to tell people yeah. you have an unplanned pregnancy is definitely difficult. Um, okay. So next question that you were asked is how do you deal with anti-adoption people or those who openly oppose your decision to place? <laughs> have you had, have you had an experience? Yes. Uh, yeah. So when I was pregnant, you know, I kept everything secret. When it did start to get out, I mean, there were a couple people that expressed their opinion about it um, mm. and really, really disagreed. Like there are people that really believe adoption, like unless in extreme circumstances. And I guess even in those cases, but a lot of people like, they're like, unless it's extreme circumstances, blood should raise blood. Like that right. has an ingrained belief in some people, which is fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously I disagree, but like I had someone reach out and be like, you know, you need to try like motherhood. And like, that's a really hard mm-hmm. thing to receive. And it was, it was well-intended. So that wasn't like malicious or anything. They meant well by it. Yeah. But, that, but it's hard because it's like, that's why I didn't want to tell people. I didn't want people giving me mm-hmm. their tooth their two cents outside of the people right from you know um i mean definitely, yeah and it does help so i'm i'm not on social media um so i'm able to like stay clear of a lot of that but like naturally us doing this podcast there are people you know that like get really offended by some of the things that like we believe and say on here um which is gonna mm-hmm. naturally happen no matter what i'm just very confident in my decision like I have absolutely no doubt in my mind that I made the right choice for my daughter. That is the most important part is that I feel I did the, did right by my daughter. I'm very content with that. Of course, it's not fun when people disagree or 
criticize you or whatever it is, but um, I don't know. Being off of social media, I think helps. I think for sure. Cause I think very few people are going to say something to your face. Do you know what I mean? Like that's not really going to mm-hmm. be where the encounters are. So, yeah. Athani, I feel like you would have a really interesting perspective on this. Yeah. I mean, I have definitely had trolls come after me and like message me on social media and like, how could you do this? Especially when I first, um, shared my story publicly for, well, it's almost four years now. And I feel like it was definitely a shock, um, even though I shouldn't have been shocked. I still was kind of like, whoa, I didn't realize people like really felt this way. And so definitely, I wish I would have been more prepared. I don't, I don't feel like I was adequately warned or prepared about kind of like the anti-adoption people, which is, you know, it's not fine, but you know, it yeah. is what it is. Yeah. And so all I can, like, you know, like you were saying, you know, I'm very confident in the decision I made. I don't really care yeah. <laughs> what they have to say. Um, yeah. I'm yeah. just going to keep doing me. I'm just going to keep doing me. You know, I find that a lot of those comments and um, the hate that they have just comes from a wounded place. Um, yeah. And I, I don't know their stories. just like they don't really know mine. They may see what I put on display, but they don't know me. They have every right to feel and say what they want to say and so as do I so I'm just gonna choose to let them stay in their lane and yeah. so and yeah. I have no problem blocking people I'll block people all day <laughs> right, yeah yeah <laughs> that no. is not a problem familiar with that button for sure for sure mm-hmm. no I and I'll I have noticed too that it seems to be that the things that people get upset about is always it's always misunderstood right like for example um I want to say it's like someone might have gotten upset before about like saying like I'm proud, right? Mm-hmm. Of of my mm-hmm. my like adoption story, and it's like how could you be proud yeah. that you you know gave up your child, and yeah. how could you be proud mm-hmm. that like your child's you know? And it's like no, I'm I'm proud of my daughter. Like she is like, and she will know how proud I am mm-hmm. of her. Like I adore her. And yeah. I am proud yeah. of what I was able to turn a really hard thing to. Like, it was not easy. And I am proud of how yeah. it has turned it. Well, you know, like, so it's people misunderstanding, too, what I think we're saying, you know? And I feel like, and, and that's great. But I also feel like there wouldn't be anything wrong if you were proud of yourself, too. I think there's women who aren't proud of the decision yeah. they made. And that's okay, too. Yeah. Like, I think everyone yeah. is entitled everyone is entitled to their own journey and to feel how they want to feel about their own journey. If I want to be proud, I'm going to be proud. Exactly. Exactly. And like I said, I think it's out of wounds for sure. Mathani and I welcome, you know, differing views and and we've had guests on too, where, you know, like they might have a really strong opinion about something or a certain like, and we may agree or disagree or, you know, I mean, granted, I have to say it's been really cool to see how common, like there are threads throughout all of these like stories that like, no matter how different the woman and circumstances, there are a lot of common like similarities, but mm-hmm. still there's going to be, we're going to have different stances on, on how things what well, the best thing. Right. Um, right. But it's not easy. And, and that is why, you know, if, if you are struggling with people projecting their opinions on you and disagreeing with your decision, especially for expected moms who might be listening, 
to surround yourself mm -hmm. with people who are in your corner is really important. You don't need to do it alone yes. and to find those that are willing to be in your quarter because that, that is what will make it, you know, more bearable for sure. Next question, Mathani's favorite topic, <laughs> counseling. We could just can't yes. about talking about this. Okay, so it's twofold question. What has your experience with counseling been like? If you've attended, well, okay. These questions just really go hand in hand. Cause there was another question yeah. you asked, which was what was the most healing thing you did for yourself? We both quick, easy answer counseling. So with that, what has yep. your experience with counseling been um, <laughs> like, and if that, if you have attended, which we both have said we have. So yeah, tell mm -hmm. me about your experience. So therapy is everything for me. Um, most days that I go, I don't want to go <laughs> um, because it is hard work that we're doing um, in these sessions. But I always leave feeling so proud and like mm -hmm. just a better person um, and more aware of myself. I feel like that's one of the biggest things that therapist taught has taught me is to be self-aware. I mean, you know, I literally tell everyone I know to go to therapy. Everyone should go to therapy. I don't care if you think you've never had gone through something hard, like you need to go to therapy. Um, there is a really good birth mom friend of mine. She has the saying that she always says, birth mom journey is, is often a small fire compared to the bigger fires we're kind of trying to put out in our lives, you know, that kind of lead to this decision and I think for me it's helped me unpack a lot of things that I was avoiding just yeah avoiding not dealing with just from growing up and just um as an adult and I'm just super thankful that I'm more willing to be vulnerable with others and myself now than I was before because you can't do you can't walk this journey alone and you can't walk this journey by yourself I don't know I just it's hard, but it's like the best thing I've ever done is go to therapy. Yeah, I think it's mm -hmm. honestly a, it sounds weird, but a good sign if you're like kind of scared to go to the therapy. Mm -hmm. like, then that really means, you know, there's stuff you don't want to talk about that you like really got to work mm -hmm. through, you know, like that's probably a good thing. It's supposed to be challenging, right? Like it's not supposed to like yes. necessarily get easier. And I, I will say that's something that like I didn't anticipate that I think is important for people to know if you don't have experience with counseling is um, sometimes the best sessions will put you in the worst mood right after. Yes. It's not like yes. a, like one of those, like, oh, you take an ibuprofen and finally your like headaches gonna like get better. Cause that's a temporary solution, right? Usually it's like your headache mm -hmm. might be from dehydration. Like the real, like, right. Like you can't, you, and it takes a while. Like, it's not going to be immediate. And so sometimes the best sessions are the hardest ones that bring up stuff to the surface that might make you mm -hmm. more easily triggered. And so something that also is really important that I had to learn, if you are like your people closest to you, it's good to keep in the loop. If you maybe had one of those sessions, you don't have to give them details. But like, I mean, I would yeah. tell my family like, hey, like stuff got brought up and I am like, really like it is on the top of my mind all day every day right now mm -hmm. and so they knew to be patient more patient and kind because they were mm -hmm. or, or they'd be you know careful of like what to bring up like there would be times where it'd be like please don't bring her up 
Like I just am trying yeah. to stay right now because of what I talked about yeah. in my counseling session. And I don't say that to like scare people, but because that really forced me to face it a lot quicker mm-hmm. than avoiding it for, yeah. just to seep out when, you know, I didn't have as much control over it. So that's one thing. Um, and then something else that kind of surprised me too was, I've mentioned this before, is how sometimes the grief comes in waves and the same thing with mm-hmm. the healing. The healing comes in waves where sometimes I feel like I'm making a lot of progress and I'm like healing the game. Mm-hmm. We're doing it. We're moving on. Mm-hmm. Forward. And then you're like, what? Oh my gosh. I just took <laughs> us back. I'm like, how did that just yeah. happen? And, and to be kind and patient with yourself. And, and I, I have not been to therapy now in about a year and a half. I, I had been from, you know, 14 to 21 or whatever. So, I mean, seven mm-hmm. years is pretty substantial amount of time to go to therapy. And I very well might be going back to therapy soon. So that's something else. Sometimes that you might take a break or for whatever reason, mm-hmm. I moved and haven't found a new therapist. But it's also okay to return to it later on. Mm-hmm. But there can be a lot of good insights that come from therapy and hard ones. But I don't know. I mean, with Thani, you're mm-hmm, a lot. So I'm guessing you have had similar experiences with the healing process. Oh, for sure. Like, because I mean, I've only been going for, I guess now it's been about three years. Um, a little, yeah, a little under three years. Um yeah, it is. Like, I feel like I have seasons where I feel like I'm doing great and then I'm not. <laughs> and so for me, it's just being consistent with the sessions has helped me kind of navigate that. Um, yeah. And sometimes I go like once a month and sometimes it's every other month, you know, just kind of depending on life. And, you know, yeah. again, it's just about being self-aware and, you know, figuring what you need. And, and again, if you want to hear more on this topic and you haven't listened to our grief and resources episode, we have had a panel, uh, we had a birth mom and an adoption or a caseworker that works mm-hmm. at an adoption agency. It was a very insightful and helpful episode for me personally. And I think for a lot of our listeners, so I encourage you to go listen to that. I believe it's two parts. So when you have the time, go listen um, to those. Yes. So let's talk about season one as a whole. Let's talk about any, what takeaways we've gotten um, yeah. from the season. Where do we begin? I think the biggest one for me has been just how much we need community. And like, I've gotten so many DMs from birth moms who have, you know, happened upon our podcast and, you know, they just really relate to these stories and not to every story, but like, you know, they'll say, oh, I listened to so-and-so's episode and love what she said about whatever. Um, sometimes I feel like, well, it's, I'm just one person. Like there's no way I can like really impact anyone or like, you know, but I think it's so true that it, you never know who's going to resonate with you or your journey you know, as much as you're comfortable, you know, I think it's empowering to share your story and just to help others know that they're not alone and just to find that community. And I love that we've had like new birth moms, you know, or birth moms who've listened or who've placed recently, ones who've placed like 20 years ago um, and everywhere in between. Like, I love that um, we've had such a variety of voices so that maybe an 
an older birth mom can listen in and say, oh, wow, okay, we're about the same age and I totally relate, you know, to what she's saying. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I think for me, that's been the, for the biggest takeaway. Yeah, well, and then so many different people and backgrounds and circumstances, but there is such a common thread that is, it's very validating and affirming, right? Where it's like, oh my gosh, like, yeah, like even being at a totally different season of life, a different kind of family. And it's like, this woman knows what it feels mm-hmm. like. It's just, for, it's just a refreshing thing. Cause you don't, it's not like you meet birth moms yeah. all the time and just like start talking about your story. I think I underestimated that I have really loved to see or have seen is how much our guests have really enjoyed and desired to share their story. Our guests being so excited mm-hmm. to like be a source and, you know, like to be a, hopefully a mm-hmm. comforting story for someone else. That has been cool, which just shows that, you know, people want to share their story and help others and, and to hopefully, you know, teach others the mistakes that they've had to make and, and learn from and to help others like hopefully have a leg up at whatever point and stage they're in, but just to validate people's feelings. And yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to on to the next season and to continue to build the community that hopefully we have begun to create and that people can feel comfortable mm-hmm. sharing their stories and, you know, asking yeah. help and questions and guidance. Not that we'll have the answers by any means but that we can all figure it out together. You know, that we can yeah. do our best to, to hear other, hear what other people have experienced. Um, yeah, for sure. I think yeah. has been something I've gained a lot of. I'm excited for season two. My hope for season two is that, you know, we would continue to, you know, amplify birth mother voices, but I want us to get to have, you know, like adoptees on, you know, periodically or like, or adoptive parents just so we kind of have their perspective as well, I think. And I know some of our, our listeners have asked about that. Um, Mm -hmm. um, I hope that we have, more like controversial panels. Um, I think it'd be really good to have just kind of like the hard conversations that are in adoption. Um, I think there are many. Um, Mathani so, wants me to be sweating over here. Yeah. Mathani is ready for me to sweat. Yes. What? No, y'all better be ready. <laughs> We're bringing the heat. We're bringing the heat in season two. Um, so, <laughs> no, I agree. I just have to ease y'all in. Yes. Yes. No, I th- I agree. I think having more perspectives, more insight, um, which just brings more different questions, right, and, and different types of conversations. Um, I think it's helpful to hear hear those um, different sides of things. They're a lot more holistic, yeah. right? But yeah, continue to amplify our our fellow birth moms, and and we hope yep. that y'all have truly enjoyed season one just as much as we have enjoyed um, doing it and meeting all of these mm-hmm. great great woman. I'm so grateful mm-hmm. to our team who has helped make this happen. Um, you know, scheduling, the editing, um, producing all of the things. Um, thank you to all of our team for helping make this happen. Mathani, you know, I adore you and have could not have loved this more than doing it with you. Um, yes, girl. I'm excited for the next season that we'll be entering into and starting season two in, which is so crazy. 
Um, so crazy. But to all of our listeners, thank you so much uh, for your support and continued, um, yeah, just support with everything. And so with that, I think it's time for a wrap of season one. Bye. We out. Birth Mothers Amplified is brought to you by the Gladney Center for Adoption and Adoption.com. Make sure to subscribe, leave a review, and check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Birth Mothers Amplified. The views expressed may not represent the views of this program or sponsors and should not substitute seeking the advice of licensed professionals. To speak with an adoption counselor, please call 1-800-236-7898. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.